Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast. We are F-Bomb, here to talk about a book, probably. Yeah! My name... Yeah! So we have discovered this was the 52nd episode, I think. Is this the 52nd that's right. one? Yes. Yes, or that's why so we have the, the theme. Right. We failed <laughs> to celebrate our 50th episode, and so instead we are co- uh, commemorating our 52nd episode by making the theme cards. And did we go back to The uh, Stranger of Tempest, a a fantasy book that I have reviewed in the past on this show that has a a card theme? No, we did not go back to that. We instead (laughs) read Last Call by Tim Powers, a magic poker-themed book. And uh, yeah... Let's that get I into have it. thoughts on. <laughs> oh, okay. But first, oh, I, I forgot. I forgot my all-important duty. I'm Peter Schaefer. I'm here with Rachel, who has thoughts. Nick. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm, uh, I'm, I threw everybody's plans for, through a loop tonight. I, I've messed up. But we have forgiven up. you. <laughs> and everything is fine. Yes. And I also feel quite responsible for this book being chosen, even though technically I didn't read it like beforehand. I didn't know anything about it, but yeah. Really? I so swear I thoughts, picked it. I think you did. You mentioned it, but then I yeah. was like, oh, 52 episodes. That's like how many cards in a deck? Therefore, oh, we I should see. do that book. Yes. You thought of the idea of 52 making a deck of cards, which led me to this book. So yes, Katie and Rachel can blame Nick. Anyway, Katie is here and she is unforgiving. Spoilers. Very unforgiving. Yes, thank you, Katie. And we're also here with Daniel Evanson. Hello, it's me, Dan. That's it. Uh, Forgive Dan if he's a little quiet. He's been playing Baldur's Gate while we record, so. (laughs) I hold a grudge. (laughs) It's F-bomb after dark. (laughs) Not over here on the West Coast. Oh. It will be by the time we're done. <laughs> it... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Who knows um, how time works? Not us. That's Anyway, weird. yeah, but to give, to give a, a distant picture of the book, of Last Call, um, it seems to be, you know, from, a, from the, you know, some, some non-spoilery reading, um, a setting where, where it's, uh, I t- think tarot decks and playing cards have meaning and power. Yeah, uh, the way I was thinking of it is that there's the embodiment of cards on avatars on Earth, kind of. Um, well, yeah, and I think that's a reasonable reading of it. I think, I think the the path we're supposed to take. It, or at least the path that the author took is that it's a very um, kind of Jungian collective unconscious archetypal view of people and the world. And that gets got captured on tarot cards and that in a loose way translated into the decks of normal cards that we play with every day. And so like with each and step you, you get removed, it's kind of the power is diluted, but it's not gone. And you can use these powers to read the randomness of life, particularly with gambling. Yes, there are there, sometimes sometimes magical things start to happen for reasons that are sometimes understandable and sometimes not. But I feel like I'm talking too much, so I'm gonna let someone else do that instead. That that was uh-huh. an amazing like there was an amazing moment there, Peter, where you said about eight words in a row that I did not understand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh no! Oh shoot! It was one of the most amazing sentences I've ever heard in my life. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think the one that has a psychology degree and a master's in psychology was also slightly confused, even though you're using <laughs> psychology terms. <laughs> yeah, it's true. With even with my degrees, I was so lost. <laughs> Man, but um. Yeah, I think you guys are right. I think that there is um, sort of this idea that there's a a world beyond our world that all, all of the idea of uh, 
of luck, of superstition, all of the things are true, is the idea here. Um, but more yeah. than anything else, I hope Dan will agree with me on this, this book is all vibes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the way to put it. <laughs> it's not... It's it's not super interested in explaining its magic system. <laughs> no. Or, or cohesion. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. Cohesive right. story. <laughs> no, and that's kind of what I loved about it was just, it was just vibes. And, like, for me personally, normally, in real life, I don't like Vegas. I think Vegas is the worst city I've ever been to. <laughs> I bet it's really <laughs> sticky. I've never been, but my <laughs> head canon is that everything in Vegas is sticky. Oh, that's yeah, accurate. I, I was not a fan of it, but I don't like it. Uh, but I will say a, a book all about cards and gambling and like just the Vegas atmosphere just really worked here. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I love poker. So, it, yeah. I, I, I like the concepts. It, it just needed to stop about halfway through. <laughs> oh, but it wasn't done, though. It could have been. <laughs> it could have been done. I didn't have that problem, actually. I, I felt like it, it went it went along really well, held my attention throughout, and then at the end it just sort of, like, petered out. No offense, Peter, but... None taken. <laughs> I love it when things just me out. It just sort of, like, ran out of gas kind of at the end. I mean, we could talk about the end later, but... Uh, it ended with a whimper. <laughs> Everybody died. A little died. bit, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't know when to bring this up, but, I mean, now's a good time. I don't know about you guys, but, like, there's a lot of Stephen King influence in this. Like, a whole lot. I don't know if you guys oh, feel I, the same way. I, I've never read a Stephen I, King, I, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read a lot of Stephen King, but I've seen, I think, enough Stephen King movies to see what you mean. No, I mean, well, like, so, I think that like mm -hmm. one of the common uh, criticisms of King is that he's not a he's not a craft writer. I mean, he writes a lot on vibes. And I think the like he evo he can evoke emotion and the feeling of a situation a lot better than he can uh put the words together to clearly describe it sometimes. No, so I so, have to, I just I have to disagree. I think so King is is a character builder. And you're right. King is running like on vibes. He wants to get inside someone's head and tell you how they're feeling and why they're awkward and anxious and scared and those things. Like I love King's character work, but he is not a world builder most of the time. Uh... But he um, does have, I mean, the pro he has written a lot of novels that have world building a lot like this one. Like, I think the one that oh, sticks that out to me so. the most, which was written uh, for reference, Last Call was written in 1992. Yes. I think this is pretty similar to Duma Key, which is maybe like one of the most controversial of not not controversial in its content, but in its fan reaction. Ben Dumas Key was written in like 2008. Uh, but it's the same sort of like, you know, he, he imagines magic and the world as it exists, but just sort of on the fringe. Like if you're a normal person going to work every day, you will not experience the magic of the world. You have to move to the edge, the fringe of where mm -hmm. human beings hang out in order to see that. And I think that world building concept is very strong in last call oh well and, absolutely i've seen it other places too um, and i think they also like depend on the idea of like those magic that i mean you say that like he doesn't really want to explain the magic system but like he really and and i think this is like tim powers's strength in this is that he does actually explain the magic system but it, oh yes it intentionally chaos like it's intentionally making rules of the chaos right like uh you know looking for signs where seemingly none none exists or taking you know hey you know my beer suddenly had like a <laughs> as a tilt a, like uh, yeah like a slight tilt to it and like how did you even notice that beer is you know <laughs> right. foamy and stuff like i don't even know how you would 
see that or you know and and like things were like when they describe them in the novel to like people who are still firmly cemented in the real world they're like oh well you're crazy okay i understand you're crazy but then like by the time you get i don't know like a third of the way into the novel like you kind of feel like you yourself the reader are (laughs) going crazy because like what's being described to you evokes such a feeling of disorientation and at the same time um like adding you know sort of like odd dread to it and and fear in a in a way i really liked but not in a way that like hey let's move the plot along it's more like let's spend you know several chapters in a widower's house as he deals with the the slow emergence of his dead wife's possible ghost and then like once that's <laughs> over forget about it for another third of the book until it comes back you know like that that kind of weirdness is definitely prevalent in tim powers and i think like if you're looking for something that is gonna like start moving with a quick pace like that's not what this book is and you need to like just relax with it or you're probably you know not a good I time. think one potentially important distinction is like, like you said, he does, Tim Powers does like e- explain what is going on over the course of the book, like, and how the cosmology works or how it is intended, how it is being manipulated or engaged with by the characters. But unlike more strict, I think that's the wrong word, but it's all I have at the moment. World builders that do more traditional fantasy. You're never You're Sanderson's. Yeah. Sanderson. Uh, I was thinking of Robert Jordan. You're never left yeah. with the idea that you under, like, you know, like that, like, like you could try to do the magic. Right. Mm-hmm. I've read, you know, I read Robert Jordan wheel of time and I think like, Oh, okay. If I could see, the threads of magic I could weave together some fire and some earth and blow, make lava or something. And uh, uh, I've only read one Sanderson book. If I were the right kind of guy, I could eat tin and burn it and do whatever tin does. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's no interpretation to those powers. They work or they do not work. You have it or you do not have it. They do the thing they do. And that is all. You right. can combine then, a lot of them in cool ways, and that's sort of like where he adds complexity to it. Yeah, but there's yeah. there's not like, you know, sometimes you flip the king of hearts, and you know, you become the king of the world, and other times, uh, you know, somebody shoots you in the face. You know, right? It's right. right. You don't know what makes it so that you know now when we're playing poker in this off the strip. Uh, casino for three hours. Now the smoke starts to hang low over the table and the, the Coke in your glass starts to tilt. And that's what tells you that the cards are being oracular at the moment. Um, but like, why now? I don't know. Hey guys, um, yeah. least- maybe we should talk about the plot. Should we? Anyway, yeah. Also, Katie, there is you none. should start. There is none. That was Liar. the Liar. Liar. It's a vague. The, there is there is a plot thread. I think my main problem with it is the characters. There's too many of them, and they're kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just mean they're bad people? No, Sorry, as in yeah, no. they're terrible characters. No, I think they're kind of surface level. I think they're kind of surface level. A lot of them, but I think they also are meant to represent like card archetypes and stuff. So it's well, I mean, and that's. Right. That's so relevant because they are all most of them are trying to embody archetypes so that they can assume power. Like that is the plot of the book. We're coming up on like a kind of a cosmological moment when people can, if they are the most, uh, uh, if they are the most relevant embodiments of a certain archetype, they can assume the power of that archetype. Um, And there are a bunch of people gunning for the, the, the lead role. Yeah, but you're gonna but have to but... be a good character still, a well-written well, character. If they're yeah, not well-written, I don't know. It's tough. I think that is sort of a purpose. I, I think it is done on purpose, but I also do think it is maybe a weak point. I for sure. 
The weak point, the, the, the weak characterization that I would agree with is Diana mostly. I think she was not given enough yeah. depth. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, we like, we spend most of our time with Scott and that makes perfect sense as he's the protagonist and we get a lot of Scott and that's great. I love Scott. Um, we see a lot of Ozzy too, not from like a POV kind of, but we see, um, we see a lot of his character show through his actions. And I think that's but, great. But I, I mean, I think Rachel's kind of right about Ozzy too, because he's just sort of like a Campbellian mentor character. He's he doesn't really device. get beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> They're all plot devices. And I mixed them well, up all... because the... <laughs> there's all so characters many of have them. to be plot devices at some level, but yeah, you want to feel for them and have sympathy for them. Uh, you know, I was uh, mixing up Diana and Nardi. <laughs> well, and that's under like they're that's understandable because they're yeah. both vying for the same cosmic role and trying to. They both end up having to be similar, but but yeah, yeah. that's not what you want as the author. But it's that's a problem as a reader, and there's too many of them. And I was just like, I don't care about any of you. You can all die in a hole. <laughs> yeah, I I have I like a similar the, like, problem. Oh, sorry, good. I was because I have a similar problem when like I find characters have names that start with the same first letter. That can like, be hard. Yeah, that always yeah. bothers me or confuses me. And yeah, I I didn't even know it. Honestly, this is embarrassing to say, but it took me a very long time to be sure that Scott, the main character, was the same child from the beginning of the story. Like I was genuinely baffled for a while. Oh, I mean, but they make it like. Right, we start yeah, in the prologue. Right, they make it. I feel like they make it pretty clear, especially when like they say like, "Oh, I and his eye." Confused as a reader. Oh, okay, that's important to know. Thank you for adding that context, Nick. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am a fool. <laughs> well, then you fit right into this book, Nick. That's I one of the tarot the archetypes. Well, like I, I would say, I think normally I can deal with the vibes book. Like, what is it? The, uh, the, the night circus. Is, the night circus. It's a vibes book, but I vibe with that vibes book because they have characters, and it also has weird ass magic that doesn't make sense. But do I care? No. <laughs> I mean, this so one. What, I are, just... what what are the vibes of briefly the night circus or whatever you just described? Uh, it. Unrequited. Dark circus with a little bit of love and and a lot of like confusion. (laughs) Like it's always uh, nighttime at the county fair, uh, but also when you go in, it's a Baroque art uh, installation with acrobats and uh, doing, you know, magically impossible things to express that, that are created by two characters with an unrequited relationship that they're trying to express their feelings <laughs> to each other through their work as magics at the, at the traveling circus. But they're also being pitted against each other by their dead kind of dead masters. Okay. So, so the, the vibe is like conflict, but also star crossed love. What would you call the vibe? Cause you're saying this, this felt like a vibes book. What would the, what's the, would you call the vibe of last call? Confusion. That's uh, not a vibe. <laughs> it's 4 a.m. I'm in a smoky room. I've been playing poker so long that the cards are coming up off the table to talk to me into the next game, and uh, God is sitting across from me, and the <laughs> right. devil is on my right. And then I wake up long enough to take some amphetamines and, and do it all again. <laughs> Yeah, but like yeah. I love the concepts. My problem is there's too many characters, and I got them confused, and I didn't care. Mm. Like there is uh, that random dude that was killing people after getting to know them, and I was like, "What's your point of the story?" And then there's the crazy yeah, dude. No, I, well, oh, yeah, well, yeah, Fukuda or something. Yeah, Al Alfuno. Alfuno, oh, yeah. Who was a fucking weirdo. I yeah, he had I no agree. Fucking point. I agree <laughs> that there are some inclusions who's that I don't understand why they're there. Um ex- we spent ex- so much yeah. time with them. We spent a lot of time with Alfuno. It was weird. 
Yeah, um, I assume he's that this is a series, right? So I sort of not to my knowledge. It's technically oh. part of a se- It is, but alt, it also is alt lines. So I I was looking it up just an hour or so ago, and I saw it said Fault Lines number one, but I don't nothing I ever read suggested it was actually part of a series. I think no. it's just like a loosely in the world series, nothing oh, okay. to do with each other. There um, is a book called Declare, which the cover looks very similar. Yeah, well, looking but at the descriptions for these other books in the series, it doesn't look like they're directly related. Yeah. Oh, well, so I don't I, I'm calling it a standalone because I don't like those series that are loosely connected. <laughs> and also it increases my series count. And I don't want to. <laughs> so I'm just like, no, it's ruining stats, you guys. I can't let this be a series. You're right. The third one does reference immediately Scott Crane in the description. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, it's a not. Is, uh... It's not. We can pretend it's not. I don't. Not I don't think it. I don't think it's really a series. I think that's. I think that's a misconception. The internet is wrong. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Peter, wrong. tell us how else the internet is wrong about okay. this book. Okay. Well, as as Dan was saying earlier, um, uh, like that you shouldn't believe everything you see in porn. <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry about this book. I don't know. Like, I I didn't read the internet about this book. The internet likes this book. Like I, the, the magic and like the vibes are really cool, and I like that. It was just I was bored at points. I mean, let's I be just... clear. Like this book won the Locus Award for best fantasy novel in '93, the World Fantasy Award for best novel. They in must have had really fucking shit novels in '90 fucking three. <laughs> then uh, listen, okay. I understand why it's good or people like you are. It. You are coming at this hard, Katie. You're goddamn right. We didn't even talk about the incest. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, There is points that I don't like, aka the incest and weird-ass age gaps and boring-ass characters that make no sense. I'll say that also was kind of like ringing of Stephen King for me, where he's like, I never saw a book that I didn't (laughs) want to include an unfortunate relationship in. And weird Uh, genitalia inclusions that get talked about a lot and... (laughs) Yeah, we gotta mutilate them peens. Yes, it's There's also it, a lot of yeah. um, taking people who have mental illness and magic thing. Like they're like, "Oh, your mental illness is magic now! Hooray! You're aren't you better? Yeah. No, you're not." <laughs> was is there? I'm trying to think. Was it just Snayheaver, or was there someone else? Uh, Doctor uh, kind of. I sort of assumed. Well, he, I mean, by the time we got to the 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 brother at the end, who was trying to set that lake on fire with his blood or whatever. Uh, well, that, that, that was kind of sounds like It sounds Ray like you're Joe, describing yeah. nonsense. It's so funny. Well, and there's also eating disorders with that dude that uh, in PTSD he, with. Well, yeah, so there were, I mean, man, but these I were common. That that's a common disorder. trope in the nineties. Uh, you know, it's rife in the King books too, you know, Sure, sure. The thing is, I the, not well, to excuse it, just to no, no, no. I understand, and I historically contextual. I just it doesn't quite sync up with oh, this person has a mental illness, and that is like that's their power. But because it, it feels like to me, Snayheaver is mentally ill because he was specifically mistreated in a way related to this power. Like, right? He was abused because in a way that someone was trying to turn him into some kind of tarot deck manipulating reading power yeah that's true it's just so it's it's not like oh here's it's not like a movie where oh the autistic kid has super math powers and we need to that's true um yeah i don't know but snake Aver is one of the characters where i'm just like I don't Why care are you about there? you. Yeah. No, no one cares about Snayheaver. He's just the crazy guy who ends up being a plot device at the end. And thinks Diane is his mom in some way. And I understand why, but also it was weird. Yes, absolutely. Snayheaver, Snayheaver and Funo are weird inclusions. Um, and then I guess I, I just ha- didn't bother, bother me because 
again, the vibe of the book is so weird. Like those odd characters and like not spending time, like spending too much time with them and then they vanish. It Mm -hmm. just sort of like felt like, okay, yeah, people are just just coming and going. Were they real at all? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we, I feel like we left reality so hard so quickly in the book. We're just like, yeah, of course that's in this world. Like that doesn't surprise me. Now that you say that, Dan, about like, was any of this real? Was that real? I don't care. Now I want to see a David Lynch adaptation oh, of this my book. God, Peter, that is that. the smartest thing you've ever <laughs> in your entire life you can retire so, from thinking I f- I- <laughs> <laughs> why you guys didn't mind the random character inclusion as we were enjoying it me and katie were like can this fucking be over by this time i don't care about this character go back to the plot please it's been yes. 67 hours <laughs> it well, was much way like- too long way too disjointed there was just too much shit happening. It could have ended like a third of the way through and then the entire book be like two trilogies and that would have been fine because then I wouldn't have had to read the other five fucking books. <laughs> do you guys like poker? I, like, did you did you like the poker chapters, the poker descriptions? Um, I do. I, I don't do like know. poker. I like poker. I just don't know the terms. Kind of person. I don't have any particular affinity for poker. Um. To be honest, there was not enough poker. When they would leave I the agree. poker, I'd be like, "Go back to the poker." I, what I is totally this? Why, was, why are you in a I, hospital for so long? I, I, no I did have to go back hospital. and read like a second or third time when they when they're describing like the way this hand went, and then the turn, and then the river, and I'm like, "Hold on, wait, what? What was he? What's the? He's well, huh? they were, okay. They're playing because they're playing Texas Hold'em most of the time." No, they, they well, played a bunch. Of, they the, played seven draw. They yeah, played five yeah. stud or seven stud. They played a bunch. And then of there's an variants. invented game in there, right? I think assumption. Uh, yeah, assumption, assumption is. Yeah. Although by the end, I felt like I kind of want to play assumption. Right? It sounds. It sounds kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it does cool, except for this body stealing. Right. Well, that, well, part, that part we can all <laughs> presume is not real. I mean. The joke's on whoever like steals it. my body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want a somebody with ADHD and dyslexia? No. I mean, I don't have to hang out. Well, I guess I guess they they the, the original person didn't necessarily leave. They just had a new no. person take over. So, but okay. Well, you also have to wait twenty years. So, like, you really don't want me oh, i'm gonna be to in take, real get bad my shame. body at, you know in at, in my 60s i want i'll take nick's body in 20 years though me too i'll probably take care of it I, i'm planning wow. on running mine right into the ground so you guys are pretty oh. generous i appreciate that <laughs> you're, you're, nick you're cute you're cute and you should accept that Aww. and uh and you know yes you have me. dad bod at 27 <laughs> i do i do have dad bod well, I didn't notice. Katie, can we, uh, you want to ante up a little Doug? You know, a little Doug in the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nah, I'll keep that for myself, thanks. Probably All right. best. Yeah. Um, See that now. So you're down to the so, wire. So, yeah, <laughs> you can have him, yeah, maybe, you know what, fuck it, yeah, you can have him in 20 years, and then I'll upgrade <laughs> to the younger model. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think it's a if you like King, you probably will enjoy this. But that's just going off of Dan's vibes. But also, if you like characters, you might not like this. Oh no! I, see, I can't. I I don't I, agree. And I think, and I want our listeners to know that there are a handful of good characters that are important, and then oh, there are a really? lot of characters. Scott, Ozzy, Arky. Okay. But Diana Scott... is important too, but she's not well drawn. Yeah, I I don't know about Arky. He Arky, he's very I, sidekicky. He's he kind he's of really slim, only pops up we... at the end. Like I forgot well, that he, he was the I forgot he was the neighbor. I I thought yes. he was just a random dude for, <laughs> no, so, <laughs> for the book. Like, like he's kind of more like a sidekick for a lot of the book, but we get some real good look at him near the end. And I found that emotionally affecting and like, but then you know, at the same reason, at the same time though, we get that crane or 
Scott. Scott. I have him in my notes as Crane the whole time. That's fine. They call him Crane a lot of the time. He is a cock nobbler, okay? He is just the worst fucking person to Archie. Like, Archie's just like, hey, man, I'm dying of cancer. I'm going to go hang out with my wife and my girls. And then Crane is just like, no. No, you're not. Come with me. Come with me. I need you. You're I feel like Archie wanted in, you know, he was he was out there looking for mystical cures for his cancer. Yeah, but I mean, then I when he that, had yeah. like three days left to live, well, no, he was he, like well, wanting to well, go home. I mean, I don't, Scott didn't. Pull we don't know how long he had to live. This. Sorry, what? Scott didn't like pull his arm on this. Scott was just like, listen, no. here are the stakes. And yeah. Archie he was kind choice. of a like, bully, though. I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with you that like he probably should have just not bothered the guy like that was the thought i had was like leave this guy at the very beginning or no no at the end when he came to the end like leave the guy alone but at the end he goes up to him and he goes here are the stakes here's what's going on i have no one else to turn to Mm -hmm. and arky makes his choice to help him you know yeah Um, it dresses him up as a a woman this this book also (laughs) has weird fascination with pseudo incest that i wanted to vomit (laughs) yes Way too much pseudo incest. I feel like all because of we have like that, like Spellwell do that though, like Game of Thrones did that too. <laughs> That's it. You've yeah. cracked the code, Nick. No, I'm honestly like only half joking, but I I actually think there <laughs> there's probably hey, you guys, some, like market formula. Have you have you ever <laughs> read watched uh fucking Cassandra Clare's shit? City oh, of Bones no. pseudo incest. No, I haven't. like oh. a ton of it. I mean, Star Wars. A ton There's a little bit of touch Star of it. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you also want a has the weird age difference. Yeah. The 19-year yeah, yeah. age difference or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all yeah. of these books, all of these stories have, like, I don't know, man, it's a formula. It's a Hollywood formula. Um, <laughs> can I, can yeah, we... Rachel, you're the weird one. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. great. Since it's we're like talking about how fucked up society is, and we why, are. why is it Okay, like, why is it normal? Okay, so Ozzy's, like, reason or his excuse for having Scott is, or that he told his neighbors is, like, oh, yeah, it's my, like, non-married, or my non-married sisters. It's, like, why are you sending illegitimate children to non-married men to raise instead of keeping them with their mother? Like, why was that just, like, an excuse that people were, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Good for you, Oz. Well, he lived in Vegas, right? No, no, he lived in California. Um, oh, 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 yeah. Well, even more to my point then. Well, but I, but but I will say that just it was the seventies, I think, maybe, but uh, at least in the book. But I, I mean, men are more resistant, not emotionally, like from cultural consequences to, uh, to the well, to the cultural consequences of, uh, you know, those right rearing shame you know like breaking breaking things like that breaking mores like that right um i think too that uh it's the patriarchy back in in the old days uh peter you you might remember yeah (laughs) people used to mind their own business (laughs) we just needed the vaguest excuse to uh not want to be involved in stuff uh whereas now you know People call the call the cops for like uh, too many leaves in your yard or something. So, well, I mean, you know, yes and no because in the old days, you know, you live in a neighborhood and your neighbor would be like, walk on over and be like, hey, neighbor, and I've seen your whole family been in the buckets. yeah, but you don't you don't talk about no, you don't consequence in those conversations. It was a lot easier to be a serial killer back then. You know what I mean? Well, it hasn't oh, gotten harder. Sure. Yeah, the good old but days. anyways. <laughs> the it, there there's also mild transphobia at the end. And I was just like, what the yes, the yes. Yeah. and that was like <laughs> yeah. so. Shut the fuck up, Dan. And that is really outdated because um, RuPaul has a Daily Show at the Flamingo now. Good. And also wait, wait. mild racism in the beginning that I was not prepared yes, for. Flamingo is real. Wait, what? I didn't know that. I missed what Nick. Is the what? Sorry, Rachel, but was, I didn't know the flamingo was real. Where the fuck oh, yeah. have you been? Haven't you ever watched like Ocean's Eleven? Uh, I guess I did once. Yeah, I didn't 
remember that movie's like the name. 30 years old now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I can't fucking hate. Okay. <laughs> Moving. Okay. Rachel, what was your point? The wild racism throughout, particularly in the beginning. That was yeah, like, and, oh, hello. Oh, speaking of weird shit that happened in the book, besides racism, I've never been on a boat with a gas pedal. There that was a fucking exist. I don't, yeah, I don't know what there to tell was you. A, oh my <laughs> god, it was a thing. Like, who fucking does that? I mean, there's Holy a man of all the boats. things to notice. Yeah, there's a throttle that you know it's on the right hand fucking side, and you push it forward and you go forward. That's how it works. Have, that's a boat. Have you ever heard of a motorboat? <laughs> yeah, that's how the throttle works. I just they have yeah. boats. No, the and hull? then and then <laughs> if you're if you're just using the motor, then you you twist the little fucking handle on the motor. And that's and that's how you also steer it. Truly, the or greatest or you put a pedal on. ever written into a book. <laughs> it fucking drives me pedal boat. I've never seen a pedal, a foot pedal right, on a gonna, boat. I'm just gonna Google it. You're gonna hear. Me I'm typing. sure it's probably a thing, but it's a it's wrong. You don't do that. Foot pedal <laughs> on a motorboat. Yeah, it, this book also had a weird fascination with pee, like pissing themselves. Well, just Doctor Leaky, right? That's I a great that name. But a lot of it. They could not. They couldn't. He couldn't help himself bringing that character in and then immediately having him soil himself in some manner. It's just like, yeah, yeah his name's Leaky. I, I, you I, know why? Rachel, you're not <laughs> wrong about any of these points. <laughs> but Dr. Leaky did leak a lot. Yeah. He did. Uh, he did. But and so, other things. Yeah. At one point, was... a character's like, hey, do you want me to open a window because this dude shat himself? And, and, the villain, you knew the villain was talking because he was like, nah, we're just going to sit. <laughs> and then we spent like 3,000 years trying to get him to get take this damn hand. <laughs> yes, let's not. I mean, let's put up a spoiler warning if we're going to talk about that in any detail because it was intricate. I know, but, but that was but that's that was, I was like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, I mean, they did a, did a good job of like. Of of ratcheting up the tension there i thought yeah i think so it was just at that point i was just like can we be done can we be done i'm so close please be over <laughs> man i just think this is one of the best books ever written so we're just so, no fucking so, we're nick, just so nick, far nick, apart on nick, this you're fired you are fired you know what else happened in this book they said catfish was fucking tropical catfish is not tropical it's a Fucking river fish. What? The what? No, you I mean, never like, been... the tropics have rivers, so. Yeah, but I Everything don't care. About it's this... not like they're going to be like, oh, look at this beautiful fucking tropical ass codfish. Boo, boo, boo. No. This is just solidifying fucking... that Katie's never been to Vegas. I mean, it's. It, it's, it's a fucking, fucking dirty river fish. It's a bottom Noth feeder. Nothing. Jesus Nothing has Christ. to make sense in Vegas. Facts are irrelevant. Oh you don't understand. I don't. I book. don't like Vegas even more now. I've I've never been. Vegas. Everything well, in Vegas is sticky, will, yeah, and I fucking no, hate it. There's no like, uh, tour, tourism board action in this novel. <laughs> so I think my problems with it is because the vibes and the characters weren't there to capture my attention. I started noticing. I mean, I think everyone noticed. Weird ass incest, weird ass gauge gap. I mean, it's uh, right. It's not. It's not concealed. It's a. It, it's actually a core part of the plot. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I was just like, I'm grossed out, and I don't want to read this, but I have to read this. So uh. I, I think that's Rachel. perfectly valid. I think that's perfectly valid. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, so... did it pass the Bechdel test? No, no. probably not. No, no. Nardi, no, Nardi and um, Diana talk to each other. They do, but oh, yeah. they talk. Oh, I thought Scott, it was about yeah. when they have to get like baptized that one time. They did do that on their own, yeah. But because yeah. that was the only scene where they're kind of by themselves. I don't know if they talk about well, Scott. Didn't they have to do that so that Diana could but like? be reborn again so she could be like the perfect virginal bride to the king yes right. but i don't think it was there was a sentence that didn't involve any talking about a male based on circumstances it's very weak 
It's a, the Bechdel test is a very yeah. easy test. No, it's 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 not a this is not a feminist book and it's not uh it doesn't give enough space to its women characters. I agree. And then in racism and transphobia. I, the nineties were wild, man. <laughs> I mean Fucking the book it's isn't with transphobic pedals, necessarily, but yeah. it uses yeah, transphobia as part of the plot of the novel. Yes. Right. I I don't I don't know. It's I, I can't think of all the specific examples. I don't so I don't want to speak completely out of turn, but I, I don't think it's transphobic There's... or racist in the way that would imply the author is expressing their views. I'm, no, but I, there's. I, 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 I think the author's say. perspective came through on transphobia as, or came through on transvestitism, if you, if was probably what they would have called it then, um, as like a thing that people are normally kind of, of averse to. It was kind of like a novelty verse. Which thing. I think for the time period the book came out was probably more accurate. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I mean the 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 fact that the main character didn't make more of a big deal about dressing, uh, uh, about having to dress up in women's clothing, I thought I was glad. I was glad that there wasn't any belaboring about the point. It was like, ah, shit, I have to do that. How don't I? And like, okay, yes, then he did. My point was more trigger warnings for it happening in yes. the book. And it, sure. mm-hmm. I, I was just like, I don't care at this point. And it was just another strike against the book. <laughs> uh, which might be my own biases. But yeah. No, but in, in general, any of the, the you know, prejudice that shows in the book feels to me like it's effectively coming from the characters or from the era and not much from like authorial endorsement which yeah that's nice at least like i don't i don't love seeing it just because it's appropriate to the time period but like it doesn't feel like the author is hammering it home and saying yep that's the way it ought to be yeah i do always just feel the need to mention that difference when we talk about these books because there are some times where it does like when we talked uh, about the (laughs) uh Purgatory's Shore. Thank you. You knew exactly yeah. where I was going. Uh, yeah, that yeah, book was much more uh, uh, problematic. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that's a book where you can't talk about it without talking about the racism. Yeah. Anyways, but I mean, I I don't think there's a single point that Rachel or Katie brought up that I I disagree with. I I just still liked the book somehow. I guess. Their, their yeah, vehemence yeah, I, against I it is something I just don't feel, yeah. No, there, and there were definitely, like, to, to Katie's point as well, there were slow parts. Like, it actually... Yeah. I, I actually, I think probably the first third of the book, like, I wasn't into it. And then, like, that second third and most of the last third, I was, like, really, really into was it. There a, <laughs> was there a particular point that grabbed you? Where that, like, where, the, where you remember, like, oh, wow, and oh, this is gosh. where it changed? I am not. It, it's hard to pinpoint because I, I, if you mm-hmm. ask me to recite the plot in order, I don't know if I could actually do it in order. Sure. <laughs> For me, but, I, I thought the middle was sort of the soggy part, and like, because uh, I really liked Scott Crane as a character, but not because he was a good person or anything. Like, I think Katie's right; he was a big old shit heel, but yeah. Uh, his the stuff he was going through resonated with me, and the uh, the way he was dealing with it. Like, I feel like I know that person and have mm, been that mm-hmm. person to some extent. I've been a shit heel in my life, you know. Uh, and and I think like it really picked up again after the house blew up. If that's not too spoilery that's- to say. Mm-hmm. That's about, I think, I, w- I was also thinking about the point where Diana's son, like, is, like, mm. really becoming Mad Dog. Yeah. Oh, my and God, I dog. forgot all about that little fucker. I forgot all about <laughs> yeah. that. That did, that made no fucking sense to me. Like, well, I did that's not what I, get well, it. I agree. It didn't make any sense, but that's kind of what I really loved, because I was like, oh, man, we're really going wild now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that was the moment where I was like, oh, we're just doing whatever the fuck we want. Okay. 
and I kind of was into that because, like, there was – I think there was a point in the book where I realized I could, like, let go. Like, it was like you don't need to worry about all of the facts. You don't <laughs> need to worry about the plot. Like, it was actually a big release, and I was able to just, like, enjoy the ride for the rest of the book. Let your That's own sanity go. You you mm-hmm. are the ancient god at the bottom of the well, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and after a while, I was just like, fuck yeah, we're going to go visit a dead king's head in the lake? Like, hell yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, I think I had a similar experience, yeah. Yeah, there's just a certain point where you either are just like, sink or swim, like, this book is not for me, or I just don't care anymore, and I'm just here for the ride. That's what happened. Two, two yeah. paths <laughs> diverged in a wood, and... Katie's led to a toilet where she flushed the book down. (laughs) I didn't even have a toilet. I just threw it. (laughs) Sorry. I threw it fucking down an outhouse. Fuck it. It doesn't even deserve the the water. (laughs) Number two only. (laughs) Okay. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I did think, I do think that, this being my second time reading it, it was a lot easier to, rem- to keep track of everything that was happening. Like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have said if you'd asked me before I reread it that, that I remembered all that much because um, it was 10 years ago uh, that I read it. But, but I do think having read it before helped it feel coherent and sensible and keep track of all the characters. All right. Yeah. What are we doing next time? Man, I don't know. Uh, no, I do know because someone reminded me. Thank you, Rachel, to uh, have be ready to tell you. Our the next... master of all the schedules will tell. That's it right. Will be... <laughs> That's right. Uh, so our next month's theme is elemental. And uh, appropriately enough to that, we are reading the uh, Rise of Kiyoshi the Avatar The Last Airbender tie-in novel by F.C. Yee. Um, and are yeah. we, we're just doing book one? Yeah. I mean, if we wanted to you read book read one them. and two, I'm not going to stop you. It's, what do you call it? Uh, they, you know, they're, not, they're not long books, so. They're light novels. Yeah. Isn't that? The term and free on Audible. Well, I, think, I, uh, I feel like I that's a term that means something else. Yeah, I noticed. Oh, they're all, I also noticed that they are. They are, and I have a twelve-hour road trip tomorrow. So, Ooh. and leave. it's also we need to read it by the end of the month. So, unless we want to push that back. <laughs> nope. Soldier on, everybody. Take good notes. <laughs> I was yeah. just reminding you because I doubt anyone would realize what the next recording is. <laughs> That's right. I bet uh, you could tell us. <laughs> yes, I could because I looked it up. <laughs> but yes, well, anyway, so we've do- we've been talking about Last Call by Tim Powers. Uh, three out of five of us recommend it. Uh, two out of five <laughs> of us flush it down a- an outhouse. Okay, I would recommend it. I just didn't enjoy it. Oh, that's I an interesting distinction. It. I don't recommend it. Fuck it. Don't waste your time. Because like it has a, cool concepts. Like an Oscars film? Is it kind of like an Oscars well, film? If you enjoy like... the vibes, I think you'll be there. Yeah, I would not. That's... I would not uh, recommend this to everyone. There are definitely that's fair. This. That's fair. I need to know your 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 backstory before I recommend like, it. I, I will yeah. point out to. Uh, role-playing game fans that the the well-known role-playing game Unknown Armies uh, has said that they they the, the writers owe a lot to this book, uh, a lot of inspiration. Um, if you like, you know, The Invisibles, the comics by Grant Morrison, um, you know, anything oh, where yeah. there's, you know, kind of an invisible secret uh, uh, world on the edges of things that most people don't perceive like this is a book that will indulge that for you it will scratch that itch anyway i think i'm done right are we yeah okay cool um 
Yeah, I've been Peter Schaefer. You can find my stuff at paschaefer.com. That's S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. Or at Shoeless Pete, uh, shoelesspetegames.com, where I do stuff that are games. Uh, with me today have been Rachel. Hello, you can find me most anywhere at, at Argent Rape. I recently, kind of, it depends on when this is coming out, kicked my semi-finalist uh, for the Spiff 09 for my judge covers with Cassidy to read, and I picked uh, Pawn's Gambit by Rob J. Hayes. So if you want to read those uh, are are coming up with competition, that's my pick. Thank you. And Nick? Hey, uh, you can listen to this podcast and other podcasts like it at toomanythoughtsmedia.com. That's T-O-O, manythoughtsmedia.com. Daniel Evanson? Hey, I'm Dan Evanson. You can find my stuff at danielevanson.com or worldofjuno.com where you can check out our latest audiobook, The World of Juno Anthology. Um, I'm also at Sinister Infant on most of the social medias, Twitter and threads and TikTok. Fantastic. Don't you mean X? No, no not. one means X. I refuse. Yeah, good. Nope. Uh, and our superior intellect, Katie. Well, by the way, howdy, that's me, the superior intellect. I sure do have an intellect that is very superior. Yep. Where can people find you, Katie? <laughs> okay. Um, you can check out my bookstore, griffinsroostbt.com. And that's pretty much it because social media is for the devil. Mm, um, for and by. And Rachel's going to do if the you... same plug that she did last time. Yeah. Damn it, you... Rachel. I should just hire you for my socials. <laughs> If you want to also support Katie's bookstore, you can use Libro FM and pick uh, pick the store, and Katie will get to see all your books and uh, sustain her bloodlust for nosiness. It's true. I have a severe nosiness, bloodlust, and a superior intellect. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, and if you are enjoying this podcast, which <laughs> what's okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but are if you, okay? you are, uh, you know, leave us a five star review on whatever service you use to listen to us, and uh, you can get in touch with us uh, with uh, too many thoughts media at gmail.com or by going to too many thoughts media.com and joining the Discord where we have a space on the Discord. And most importantly, if you can, Send us photos of your bookshelves. We will appreciate them. We will respond to them. And we will thank you. Um, yeah. Anything else? No. Good. Until next time, everybody. Keep reading. <laughs>